Welcome to another inspirational message from the chapel. We pray this message encourages and inspires you. If you would like any more information, check out our website, thechapelcollective.com.au. Welcome to church and Happy New Year. Very exciting to be here. My name is Bron, for those of you who don't know me, and welcome to Summer Sundays. So um, we're, Summer Sundays, we just casual it down. So I'm going Bethel on y'all this morning with bare feet, and until someone from WHS pulls me up, I'm doing it all January. And so um, I'm just question, how are you going with the New Year's resolutions? I hope at 10.35 on New Year's Day, you're going okay with your New Year's resolutions. I want you to pray for my family. I've committed to alcohol-free, which won't be such a big deal, but what will be a big deal, sugar-free 2023. So, um, you know, there's going to be a whole lot of crankiness in Hibiscus Way. You need to pray for my family. Tandai, you still on board? Tandai's the one who reeled me in. So if you've got a New Year's resolution this morning, hey, just, I would love you to hold it in your heart. Um... And I think there's a bit of a reverb going on, is there? Or is it just up here? Oh, cool. Okay. I love it. I love hearing my own voice back at me. <laughs> no, just kidding. Okay, so if you've got a New Year's resolution, something that you want to see happen this year, I want to pray for you right now. So mighty God, I just pray for what people are holding close to their hearts right now and they want to see happen this year. Lord, whether it's something that they want to change in their life, Lord, or something that they want to see take place, I pray, mighty God, that you would give them the resolve to see it happen. Lord, I pray that you'll give them the wisdom to see what they can change and the things that they can't change. Lord, and you'll give them the power to change the things that they can in Jesus' Name. And it'll be by your power, we pray. Lord, we pray that any lies about inadequacy or inability to do it will be kept far from them. And Lord, we thank you for your word in Philippians 2.13 says that you give us the desire and the power to do your will. So we thank you for that in Jesus' name. We declare that we have the desire and we have the power to do what you want us to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I wonder if that factors into your new year's resolutions. What does God want? I wonder if it's just things that you want to see changed about yourself or life or whatever it might be, or if you actually intentionally think about, well, what is God's will for this year and in my life? And as you think about that, I wonder if for you it creates some consternation. Uh, You know, over a couple of decades of pastoring, I've found that this question of God's will creates a lot of consternation for people. It creates a lot of discouragement for people. It creates um, sometimes disappointment for people. And maybe you've been there where they don't know God's will and they get really frustrated by that. Or they do know God's will, um, but they're not seeing it come to pass and they get frustrated by that. I wonder if that has ever been you this morning. Well, I've got a great scripture for you this morning. In 1 Thessalonians 5.18, the back part says, this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So God says, this is, your, this is my will for you. And Paul gives us three things that he says are God's will for our lives. Let's read them. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in every circumstance for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. If you were wondering, what is God's will for my life? It is right here. Three things that God says are His will for your life. Now, you might say, but Brian, I was kind of thinking more specifically for my life. But I wonder why God would give us His specific will if we're not taking the time to do His clearly revealed will in our lives. If He's given us His clearly revealed will and said, these are three things that I want you to do. And we're like, eh, maybe, but can you give me my spe- your specific will for my life? 
If I was God, which I'm not, by the way, just clearing that up, but I would be like, well, you're not even doing what I asked you to do. So how do we do these three things? And today I want to specifically look at giving thanks. Here we are, first day of the new year. And I'd love us this morning to take some time to give thanks for everything that's been. I don't know how 2022 was for you. Um, maybe it couldn't have possibly been any worse than the year that was 2020-2021, because who knows, those two years morphed into one year. But, uh, but for our, I know for our family, like we've been through the worst thing that we've ever encountered and are continuing to. I don't know if that's you, or certainly from a ministry perspective, maybe that's for you as well. And so I think God wants us to intentionally pause and think about this. Think about gratitude. Think about giving thanks. This is a concept that's been cottoned onto and millions of dollars and millions of hours in research have been sunk into this concept of gratitude to come up with what the Word of God has said all along, that giving thanks in all circumstances is really important. Harvard University says, in positive psychology research, gratitude is strongly and consistently associated with greater happiness. Gratitude helps people feel more positive emotions, relish good experiences, improve their health, deal with adversity and build strong relationships. Ways to cultivate, cultivate gratitude, they say, are write a thank you note, thank someone mentally, count your blessings, pray, meditate, keep a gratitude journal. This is Harvard University doing this research. Now, maybe you got given a gratitude journal for Christmas and you're like, Oh, what are, you, what are you saying? Anyone get those kind of Christmas presents? Like, is this a gym membership? <laughs> like, is this a subscription to Light and Easy? What are you saying right now? Um, or, but the gratitude journal, you can kind of go, oh man, they think I've got a negative attitude. Is this, why are they giving this to me? No, they just want you to live an amazing life and a happier life. And that's why they've given you a gratitude journal. It's simply um, developing and cultivating gratitude. Now, University of Berkeley conducted extensive research, and here was one of their findings. Most interestingly, so they had these people, a bunch of people write gratitude letters, letters of gratitude to people who had had a positive impact in their life. And 77% uh, and, and of the letters were not actually sent. They just wrote them down. 23% um, were sent. But they still found the same results for people who sent the letters as to people who didn't. And this was the finding. Most interestingly, when we compared those who wrote the gratitude letters with those who didn't, the gratitude letter writers showed greater activation in the medial prefrontal cortex. Who loves the medial prefrontal cortex? <laughs> when they experienced gratitude in the fMRI scanner. This is striking as the effect was found three months after the letter writing began. This indicates that simply expressing gratitude may have lasting effects on the brain. While not conclusive, this finding suggests that practicing gratitude may help train the brain to be more sensitive to the experience of gratitude down the line, and this could contribute to improved mental health over time. Incredible. One more about gratitude, and you guessed it, Tony Robbins. The power of gratitude is proven to have a direct effect on our happiness, helping us to feel more fulfilled and turn obstacles into opportunities. How good is that? Thanks, Tony Robbins. Okay, so here we go. Gratitude 101. Like, just be grateful. Write down three things every day that you're grateful for. That's what a gratitude journal is. You find them in Kmart, and it will have a lasting, changing impact on your brain. How good is that? But I, I don't know about you. I don't want to just live a good life. 
I, I don't come to church so I can live a good life. I, I want to live a God life. I, I don't want my best life now. I want His life now at work in me. I want His super added to my natural. I want His power made perfect in my weakness. And this morning, I'm not reading from an article on health and well-being. I'm reading from the Word of God. And so I want to see the change that it, it works in my life. I want to see His kingdom come. His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So gratitude 101 is great. Be grateful. Do it. But gratitude 201 is not just be grateful for things, but be grateful to somebody. Yes, give thanks, but give thanks to God. James chapter 1, verse 17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. Every good thing in your life, you can not just be grateful for, but you can be grateful to the giver of those good things in your life. To be grateful is good, but I'm missing out if that's as far as I go. Ephesians 5 verse 20 says, Always giving thanks to God, the Father, for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We don't want to just be grateful this morning. We want to be grateful to God who has given us every good thing. We don't want to be like those in Romans 1.21, who says, For although they knew God... They neither glorified Him as God nor gave thanks to Him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. You know, everything that we just read, University of Harvard, University of Berkeley, good old Tony Robbins, it's great. Let's suck all the marrow out of the common grace wisdom that can be found because there's no such thing as God's truth. All truth belongs to God. He is truth. He is the way, the truth and the life. So yes, let's apply it, but let's not dumb everything down to the point where we take the mention of God out of everything. Let's ensure that we, when we say give thanks, when we say be grateful, we are being grateful to God being grateful to God. Gratitude 201 is giving thanks to God. Gratitude 101, giving thanks. Gratitude 201, giving thanks to God. Now, gratitude 301 is the attitude of gratitude. That we're moving beyond a moment, that we're not just building a monument in our gratitude journal, that we're writing things down, but we're going to a mindset, a mindset of gratitude. Uh, it, says in our, it says, give thanks in every circumstance. But in the Greek, it simply says, in all, in every way, by every means, by a turn of mind or action, becoming a habit or disposition, give thanks for it all. All what? All things. All things. Chrysostom, that's his name, Chrysostom, um, once the Archbishop of Constantinople, he was, so he was at the peak of his powers in Constantinople in the Roman Catholic Church, power, authority, people looking to him, and then he was driven into exile. He was persecuted, he was despised, and he died far away from all the splendours of the capital and all the comforts and all the honours that he enjoyed. But in that place, he uttered his favourite motto constantly, which was, Doxa Teteo Penton Henneken. Amen. <laughs> which simply means glory to God for all things. He's there in exile. He's away from his influence. He's away from everything that he once held dear. He's away from the people who revered and respected and honoured him and loved him. And in that place, persecuted, despised and dying, he says, glory to God for all things, for all things. Ephesians 5.20, let's read it again. It says, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So all what? All things. Give thanks for all things. Give thanks for all people. 
1 Timothy 2 verse 1 says, I urge you first of all to pray for all people. Ask God to help them intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them. Give thanks for who? All people. And I hate to tell you this morning that all means all. All people, all people. I was talking to a beautiful pastor and friend at the end of last year having coffee. And she was telling me this story about years ago, years and years ago, before um, Northwest Church, before any of the rest of it. She was at an event in the building next door. And, uh, and she was there and, and this, this guy came up to her, towered over her and just began to tear strips off her. Just verbally in, that, in the building. Um, it was, you know, during a bit of a time of fellowship or whatever. And he was just like verbally just laying into her, telling her, like just being really nasty and really mean. And, you know, you've heard the fight. You know, some people arc up and burr up. Some people flight and, and get out of there. And uh, she just froze, she said. I just completely froze. And, and like my heart was beating, but I just couldn't do anything and and so she froze and then she kind of just sat back down when it was time to sit down and as soon as it was time she got out of there and she said she was in her car on the way home and she was like kind of sobbing before God about this she was like laid bare with this bloke he'd just torn strips off her and she said um she said you know God what should I do and she felt like God said I don't want you to tell talk to anyone about it um and you know this was decades ago so she didn't tell her husband And she felt like that every time she was going to think of him, she was going to praise God for him. She was going to thank God for him. And she took it one step further and said, even if no matter where I am, I'm going to thank God out loud. And she said one time she was in Woolies and she was in the freezer section and she all of a sudden was struck with fear that she might encounter this bloke. And so she put her items down, lifted her hands in the middle of Woolies, said, God, I just want to thank you for that man. I want to thank you for what he's doing in my life. Who knows? This is next level. (laughs) That is amazing. And she said, I praised God for him. And eventually she said that just all the power of that situation was taken away because I just continued to give thanks. Thank God for all the people in your life. All. Because even if they're making you crazy, God is able to take that and do something in you. He's able to do something in you. Now, I just want to make clear that when I say things like that, I'm never, ever talking about remaining in unsafe situations. Never, ever am I talking about that. And, and you know, if you need help in that kind of thing, please come and see me after the service. But I'm talking about people who annoy you. I'm talking about the people that are springing to your mind right now. <laughs> that get under your skin, that, okay, I know we're Christians right now, but you would be happy if you never saw them again. Can I get an amen? amen. Oh, phew. <laughs> um, you would happily thank God for the work that He is doing in you through them. That is levelling up your gratitude. Who knows? That is next level kind of gratitude. Thank God that they're making you more patient. Thank God that they're working endurance in you. Thank God that they are getting the rubbish up out of you like no one else can so that you can confront it and look at it and deal with it. That is levelling up. Thank God for what? All things. Thank God for who? All people. Thank God when? All the time. Ephesians 5.20 again says, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Always create a habit of giving thanks. Always. There's a man in the Bible called Daniel and he got carried off and into slavery and he kind of rose in um, notoriety and he, he was a favourite of the king and he made people around him really jealous. They didn't want him to be a favourite of the king. And uh, in that day, they deified 
the, the royalty. So what that means is that they made the, whoever was king like a god and people prayed to the king. And so these guys got around, they had a plot and they told the king, hey, why don't you make it law that for the next 30 days, anyone who prays to anyone but you, O king, because you're so amazing, has to get thrown into a den of lions. And the Bible says in Daniel 6.10 that what happened, Daniel's response to that, when he heard that the document had been signed, he went upstairs to his room. He opened the windows towards Jerusalem as he had always done. He got on his knees and began to pray and he gave thanks. He gave thanks. When do we give thanks? Always. He had created a habit of giving thanks. And so when difficulty came, his first response was, oh, well, I'm just going to give thanks. Psalm 34 verse 1 in the ESV says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. That's a cultivated habit for that guy. Psalm 69 verse 29, it says, But as for me, afflicted and in pain. You need to go back and read Psalm 69. Read the first couple of verses. This guy is having a very bad day. But he says, As for me, afflicted and in pain, may your salvation God protect me. I will praise God's name in song and glorify Him with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is this guy's weapon against his bad day. He is making a choice here. And so that's gratitude 301. Gratitude 101, give thanks. Gratitude 201, give thanks to God. Gratitude 301, develop an attitude of gratitude. And gratitude 401, man, this is like, this is next level again. Uh, I get a little bit weepy (laughs) because of the goodness of God and the desire that I have to live in gratitude 401 and the, the acknowledgement that I've only ever glimpsed it at times, but Oh, if, if we could live here, church, it would truly change our lives. This is kingdom living if we get here. This one is um, a kind of gratitude that it's not a moment. It's not a mindset. It is home. Gratitude is home. Gratitude becomes our dwelling place. Uh, I, I, I'm going to nerd out a little bit here. There's a play on words in the Greek and it's pantote kariete. That's rejoice always. And then it says pray without ceasing. And then it says, on panti euchariste. So in the Greek, it rhymes heaps better, particularly when someone pronounces it properly. But, but it, that, in panti euchariste, that is give thanks, that is Eucharist. It says in the Bible that when Jesus broke bread, he Eucharist, he gave thanks. That's why if you grew up in a traditional church, the table of the Lord was called the Eucharist. It is the table of thanksgiving. And contained within that word is the word charis. It is Grace. And so it's not just gratitude, it's gratitude for His grace. It's gratitude for the grace of God. This is a place of living. We're so captivated by the grace of God. We're so just lost in His grace and grateful for His grace and living in a perpetual state of, oh my God, I can't do this without you and without your grace. That then from there, It just flows in joy. The rejoicing always becomes a natural part of life because we're just so grateful for His grace. We know that we have nothing without Him. We know that that He is the only thing that causes us to live the life that He wants us us to live. That there's nothing in us that that has any responsibility. Well, not responsibility. We're totally responsible. Oh, I don't know how to say it. Um, Nath, can you come up and say it? But it's just this joy. Like if you dwell in the grace of God, 
There's this joy that comes as part of that. And then the joy leads to more grace. I think I've got a flow chart. <laughs> Katie, can you throw it? Yes, this is it. So we receive the gift, free gift of God's grace. And, and when you dwell in that and you just like kind of think about that a little more than just a surface level thinking of now I'm a Christian kind of thing, but oh my God, you've given me the free gift of grace and forgiveness and I have done nothing to deserve it. Then we give thanks and ponder and wonder about that. Then of course we're going to pray constantly because that's our first response. If the God can take care of my whole life and, and take care of my forgiveness and my freedom, then of course I'm going to pray constantly. It's my first response for everything. And then because God's got it, I'm rejoicing in the midst of every circumstance. And then I'm just thanking God for more grace. And there's more grace and there's more grace. And the cycle continues. And that is God's will for us to live that kind of life. Luke chapter 10, verse 20 says, Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits obey you. It's when the disciples have gone out and cast evil spirits out of people. And they're like, oh my gosh, we've got so much power and authority. He says, rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. (laughs) Church, if you have decided to follow Jesus and put your trust in Him, your name is written in heaven. Your future, your eternal future is taken care of. And so what? no matter what happens now, you are set. You are set. Gratitude is our dwelling place. There's a a psalm, Psalm 139, which was recited by the whole assembly. The priest would stand up the front and give one line and the assembly, the gathering would yell it back. And it started like this, and and the response was, His love endures forever. I wonder if you can say it this morning. I'm going to say a line, and you say back, His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. Give thanks to the God of gods. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. And then down to verse 26, after reciting and recounting a bunch of everything that He's done, and the assemblies just keep coming back with His love endures forever. It says, Give thanks to the God of heaven. When that takes place, when we're dwelling in His love and His love is like this, like this love affair. You know, when we used to sing songs like Jesus, lover of my soul, I'd be like, okay, <laughs> that's just weird. <laughs> but now I'm like, yes, yeah, like, yes, Lord, you are, the, you are everything. You love us so much. And when we can dwell there and not just glimpse it, when we can dwell there, then we receive grace upon grace upon grace. I'm going to read you a quote to finish before we head into communion this morning. How cool. First of the month, first of the year, we get to come and worship God. We get to share in communion together and we get to give thanks. Albert Barnes says this, He who looks only on his trials will soon find his mind soured and complaining. He who endeavours to find how many occasions for gratitude he has will soon find the burden of his sorrows alleviated and his mind tranquil and calm. Yet if the words here are to be taken as in our translation for all things, they're full of force and beauty at the close of life and in heaven. We shall see occasion to bless God for all his dealings with us. We shall see that we have not suffered one pang too much or been required to perform one duty too severe. We shall see that all our afflictions as well as our mercies were designed for our good and were needful for us. Why then should we not bless God in the furnace as well as in the palace, on a bed of pain as well as on a bed of down, in want as well as when sitting down at the splendid banquet? God knows what is best for us and the way in which He leads us, mysterious though it seems to be now, will yet be seen to have been full of goodness and mercy. 
You know, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in every circumstance for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. It's said in a different way in a verse that we read before Christmas, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, do not be anxious for anything, rejoice always, but in everything with prayer and petition, present your request to God with thanksgiving. It's the same passage and what it says that the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It says the same in the verse we just read, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And verse 23, may God Himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, the one who calls you is faithful and He will do it. I don't know how you feel about last year, if you're disappointed in your efforts of whatever it might be, but the Bible says right here that the God of peace is sanctifying you through and through. This is a year where you're going to get a little bit closer to Him. He is drawing you closer to Himself. The one who calls you is faithful and He will do it. That's a response that we can't do anything but give thanks for Him doing that in our lives. So if you want to grab your little contraption, if you didn't get a communion contraption, just raise your hand and a host will come around for you down here. You know, yep, just sprinkled throughout. So if you wouldn't mind, just keep raising your hand. I'll raise mine with you so that you don't feel awkward. Um, though I have one. Um, if you want to go ahead and peel the lid off. By the way, thank you, everyone. I, um, we have told them that they're really hard to open the cups, so I feel like we just need to stab a hole through the top and slurp it out or something, but they know, they know when they're working on it. Um, when Jesus broke bread at that table, he Eucharist, he gave thanks. And right now, we have an opportunity to give thanks. So I'd love you to hold this in your hands for a moment. And we're actually going to watch a video in just a second, a song. Yeah, one's really hard today. Okay, I'm going to do that when I sit down. Um, I want to, I want us to watch this video and I'd love us to work through the 101, 201, 301, 401. If you, if you like, you know, I did that really quickly, you might like to sing along with this video, but I'd love us to have a moment right now. Um, and, and what I'd love us to do is firstly give thanks, then recognise that God is the giver of every good thing, and then recognise that everything He has the ability to turn into a good thing. Love us to give thanks for the tough things in 2022. Love us to give thanks for the tough people in 2022. Love us to give thanks and, and ask God to help us make it a daily habit, a regular habit, just like Mike was talking about before that the God Himself, the God of peace, would sanctify us through and through, change our minds, change our brains through thanksgiving. And then I'd love us just to dwell and be grateful for His grace. So if you would like to come to your feet right now, um, and as this goes on, you can take a seat, you can kneel, you can raise your hands, you can sing, you can do whatever you like, but let's together firstly give thanks, then take part, and then um, continue to give thanks. Hey again, thanks so much for joining us on this podcast. Whether you are new and exploring your faith or a follower of Jesus, there's a next step for you. There is always room to grow, more to be done, destiny to be pursued and people to be reached. So what's your next step? To find out, 
head over to thechapelcollective.com.au. And thanks again for listening.